Edward's message, I asked. We were standing in the lower meadow of my estate in Buckingham, which lay in eastern Mercia. It was really Athelfled's land, but she had granted me the food rents, and the estate was large enough to support thirty household warriors, most of whom were in church that morning. And why aren't you at church? I asked Willibald before he could answer my first question. It's a feast day, isn't it? St. Olnoth's Day, he said, as though that was a special treat. But I wanted to find you. He sounded excited. I've King Edward's news for you. Every day is ordinary until it isn't, I said brusquely. Yes, Lord, he said lamely, then frowned in puzzlement. But what are you doing? I'm looking at sheep, I said. And that was true. I was looking at two hundred or more sheep that looked back at me and bleated pathetically. Willibald turned to stare at the flock again. Fine animals, he said, as if he knew what he was talking about. Just mutton and wool, I said. And I'm choosing which ones live and which ones die. It was the killing time of the year, the grey days when our animals are slaughtered. We keep a few alive to breed in the spring, but most have to die because there is not enough fodder to keep whole flocks and herds alive through the winter. Watch their backs, I told Willibald, because the frost melts fastest off the fleece of the healthiest beasts. So those are the ones you keep alive. I lifted his woolen hat and ruffled his hair, which was going grey. No frost on you, I said cheerily, otherwise I'd have to slit your throat. I pointed to a ewe with a broken horn. Keep that one. Got her, Lord, the shepherd answered. He was a gnarled little man with a beard that hid half his face. He growled at his two hounds to stay where they were, then ploughed into the flock and used his crook to haul out the ewe, then dragged her to the edge of the field and drove her to join the smaller flock at the meadow's farther end. One of his hounds, a ragged and pelt-scarred beast, snapped at the ewe's heels until the shepherd called the dog off. The shepherd did not need any help in selecting which animals should live and which must die. He had culled his flocks since he was a child, but a lord who orders his animals slaughtered owes them the small respect of taking some time with them. The day of judgment, Willibald said, pulling his hat over his ears. How many is that? I asked the shepherd. Jiggin and Mumflord, he said. Is that enough? It's enough, lord. Kill the rest then, I said. Jiggin and Mumph? Willibald asked, still shivering. Twenty and five, I said. Yain, tain, tether, mether, month. It's how shepherds count. I don't know why. The world is full of mystery. I'm told some folk even believe that a three-day-old baby is a saint. God is not mocked, Lord, Father Willibald said, attempting to be stern. He is by me, I said. So what does young Edward want? Oh, it's most exciting, Willibald began enthusiastically, then checked because I had raised a hand. The shepherd's two dogs were growling. Both had flattened themselves and were facing south towards a wood. Sleet had begun to fall. I stared at the trees, but could see nothing threatening among the black winter branches or among the holly bushes. Wolves? I asked the shepherd. I haven't seen a wolf since the year the old bridge fell, Lord, he said. The hair on the dog's necks bristled. The shepherd quietened them by clicking his tongue, then gave a short, sharp whistle, and one of the dogs raced away towards the wood. The other whined, wanting to be let loose, but the shepherd made a low noise, and the dog went quiet again. The running dog curved towards the trees. She was a bitch and knew her business. 
she leapt an ice-skimmed ditch and vanished among the holly, barked suddenly, then reappeared to jump the ditch again. For a moment she stopped, facing the trees, then began running again just as an arrow flitted from the wood's shadows. The shepherd gave a shrill whistle and the bitch raced back towards us, the arrow falling harmlessly behind her. Outlaws, I said. Or men looking for deer, the shepherd said. My dear, I said. I still gazed at the trees. Why would poachers shoot an arrow at a shepherd's dog? They would have done better to run away. So maybe they really were stupid poachers. The sleet was coming harder now, blown by a cold east wind. I wore a thick fur coat, high boots and a fox fur hat, so did not notice the cold, but Willibald, in priestly black, was shivering despite his woolen cape and hat. I must get you back to the hall, I said. At your age, you shouldn't be outdoors in winter. I wasn't expecting rain, Willibald said. He sounded miserable.